0: You are listening to episode 47 of the Body You Crave podcast, the one where we talk about body image and all those thoughts about yourself. I'm master at life and weight loss coach, Jillian Lama, and you're listening to the Body You Crave podcast, where you'll learn how to end emotional eating, lose excess weight and feel amazing in your body. No cheating required. Keep listening and I'll show you how. Hey, hey, welcome back. All right. So I had an interesting thing come up last week. We had the opportunity to take an unexpected trip to the beach and it brought up some natural thoughts and feelings about wearing a bathing suit and am I ready? And oh, no, I don't have enough time to prepare. And this is all normal. This is where my habit brain wants to go. It's where it it likes to hang out. And I have a lot of experience there. And so just like I talk about with habits around emotional eating and how it's a learned habit we also have learned habits when it comes to our thoughts and so i figured this would be the prime time to talk about body image because as we're getting into the summer season and there are going to be trips to the pool trips to the beach or the water park or these different times where we're going to be in shorts and skirts and showing off our legs or our arms and we can feel self-conscious We actually don't have to be in a bathing suit for us to feel self-conscious. I just think that is often a very common one. And I've talked with a lot of women in particular who feel like they just want to hide under a t-shirt and shorts or under a swim cover-up. So they'll find what they, they can that fits and that's as cute as possible, but ultimately they're not comfortable in their body. I want to talk a bit about body image and where this comes from, how we adopt it, and then how do we work through it? How do we start to change this? Because this is a big piece. It's not just about losing weight and then I'll be happy or losing weight and then I'll feel confident. It's how do we start to feel good and confident and comfortable in our body right now? So body image is simply what you think about your body. It's your thoughts about your body. And so anytime I say this, like your relationship to your body, it's going to be your thoughts about it. Just like we have a relationship to food because we have thoughts about food, we have a relationship to our body. And the reason why we feel self-conscious is because we are afraid of other people judging us because we are judging us first. So you are projecting your judgment onto other people because when you look in the mirror, all you're doing is looking at where you don't measure up, looking for all your flaws, looking at how your thighs rub together, or you have curves in all the wrong places, or your belly looks a little too big. And we get hung up on some of the nitpicking, the criticism, and the judgment. And then because that's what our brain is looking at and what it's noticing, that's what we're afraid other people are going to be noticing. And I just want you to know that this is how Everybody thinks that's how everyone operates. And so we're all going to the beach and we're all just worried about ourselves and we're all worried about other people judging us. Most people are not going to be judging you like you think, number one. But number two, what they think about you would not matter as much if you didn't think that first. It would not be a big deal if somebody else thought something of you if you had a strong self-concept. And you had a strong thoughts and relationship with yourself, with your body, with food, with your weight loss journey, with this life that you're living. Let's go back and look at our thoughts and feelings because if we're feeling shame, judgment, inadequacy, things like that about our body, it's always going to come from our thoughts, not from the circumstance. So a lot of times things get triggered because of a circumstance. So it would be something like when I weigh myself and I step on the scale. I see the number. I beat myself up if it's not low enough. And so if I can't guarantee that it's gone down or that it's in this range, then I'm not going to get on the scale. I avoid the circumstance. I avoid this object because I don't want it to make me feel anything. And we give a lot of responsibility. We delegate it to the scale when really it's our thoughts about that number and our thoughts about ourselves. And that's what we can own and we have power over. Likewise, we can do that about wearing a swimsuit, going to the beach or the pool or a water park, we can have the same kind of circumstances. Let me just avoid wearing the bathing suit. Let me just avoid going to the beach or going to the pool. Let me just avoid these circumstances. Let me avoid these triggers so that I won't think these things and I won't feel this way. And we become a victim of not living our lives. We become a victim of the pool and and the swimsuit and we let that dictate what we can and can't do and how much fun we're going to have and the memories that we're going to make. Our thoughts and our emotions are always optional. So the swimsuit does not make you feel bad. Looks from strangers on the beach or at the pool does not make you feel bad. It's your thoughts about your body that make you feel bad. So if you go to the beach and you feel self-conscious and you feel like crap, that's on you, boo. And I say that with love. And I say that as somebody who has also worked through that and still has a habit brain that wants to point out all my flaws, all my inadequacies, all the ways in which I'm not good enough. And that I don't look like these spray tan, airbrushed models on the cover of Shape magazine. That's where my brain naturally wants to go. And it might even be like, oh, yeah, sure, maybe I look good in clothes, but not in a bathing suit. I might look good over here, but not over there. And so it's interesting to see this come up. And again, like this is just a habit. If it's a habit that we learned, it's a habit that we can unlearn. And just like with eating habits, if we have years or decades worth of certain habits, they're not going to go away overnight. And that's okay. We don't need them to. But we do need to recognize where we have power. I wanna talk for a minute about why this comes up and why we tend to carry a lot of these thoughts with us from a young age into adulthood. Often we pick up these ideas around body image, around what a good body looks like, what's right, what's wrong, good or bad. From the age of zero to seven, we're just learning and absorbing everything around us. We're watching, we're like little sponges and we're just learning how am I accepted? How am I loved? What do I need to be doing? How do I need to be operating? And we're learning and soaking it in. From seven to 14, we start to model and mimic that. So we're looking at what our parents do, our caregivers, what are our friends doing? We start to model and mimic those behaviors, the thoughts, the patterns, and we learn this is good, this is bad, this is right, this is wrong. That's all that's happening here. We learn what it means to be part of a community, to be accepted, to be loved. And so if at a young age, in that five to seven or five to eight kind of range, if you had to be busy, productive, perfect, in order to be loved or accepted, that's something that your brain has learned and it's really held on tightly to. You might have learned that this equals pretty, that if you're pretty, you have to look a certain way, you have to have this kind of hair or this kind of body or this kind of shape. You might have learned that how you looked back then Wasn't acceptable. Maybe that was bad. It wasn't good. Maybe there was pressure from other people around you, whether it was family members or friends, to look a certain way that you didn't look. You might have also learned that maybe how you looked wasn't necessarily bad, but looking like this over here was actually better. And so I share the story in my journal that is coming out very soon that my grandmother bless her heart, was a very sweet woman, but she didn't always think before she spoke. And growing up, I was always a little bit shorter and a little bit thicker than my cousin. We just had different genetics. We had different genes. Nothing was wrong with that. I wasn't overweight. I wasn't fat. But I didn't get praised for being tall or being skinny, and I heard her getting a lot of praise for that. And there were these ideas and these things that I had learned from my mom or my grandmother or my aunt around this is the type of body we want to have and what's good and what's bad and what we want to try to do and and how we want to try to look. And so it's just a lot of these different pieces coming together. And as a five, six, seven, eight-year-old, we don't have very well-developed minds. So we're just trying to make sense of the world. We're trying to take these puzzle pieces and fit them together as best as we can to understand and to, to make sense of things. So as we're drawing these conclusions. They're not always useful and helpful because they're made with a mind that is not fully developed and aware of all of the things in the situation. So just take that with a grain of salt here. We moved across the country and I went back to visit my grandma and family out in California and I went from being 10 to 12. And I remember going to the airport and she looked at me and she was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe how tall and how skinny you are. Look at you. And I was like, oh, this is great. I'm getting praised for these things. Wonderful. And then she said it again when we went to lunch. So an hour later, she's just, I just can't believe how skinny you are. And it's interesting because you would think that this would make me feel really good. Be like, that's right. I do look amazing. Thank you so much. This is awesome. But in my mind, I also made that mean I didn't get this praise before. So if I'm skinny now and I'm getting praise, but I didn't get praise back then, so I wasn't skinny, so then I must have been fat. And it made this conclusion and it drew this line of, oh, I must have been fat and that was bad and we don't want to do that. In general, with comparison and peers and seeing things in movies and models and just what's in magazines and things like that, we learn and pick up this idea of this is how we want to look. Not to mention things that we hear from mom, grandma, auntie, people around us about their struggles to lose weight or how they want to lose weight or the subtle thought around looking a certain way is bad and it's unwanted and you want to look this way instead. So it's our young mind attaching meaning. And then as we go through life, we're now gathering evidence to support this belief. So then when I'm 12, there's evidence as to, oh, I was fat before, that was bad. Then you go a little bit further and in college, same grandmother. Like, if I didn't know any better, I'd think you were pregnant. And I was like, this is horrible. I need to go run an extra three miles today. So, not only was I punishing myself, trying to lose weight, trying to restrict food, trying to exercise more, now I had to heap more exercise on top of that. So, it's like more evidence as to how I look pregnant, I look fat, this is bad, because I definitely am not. We gather more and more evidence as to how the way that we look is bad and we want to look a different way instead. But then when we look that other way, there's a lot of fear about going back to how we were before. We just want to understand how our minds work and how they operate so that we can learn how to change and rewrite this story. Because what happens is all of these thoughts and this evidence turns into the pattern and it dictates how we operate now as adults. And it could be that maybe we learned some things as a kid and then we picked up a few things as teenagers and then our weight issues maybe started more after kids. Maybe it was in our 20s or our 30s. Or maybe you feel like you didn't have a problem until your 40s or your 50s or later in life and you're experiencing these different changes and you're like, WTF, what I used to do doesn't work anymore. What is happening? And this is wise because we have ideas and thoughts about what is right, wrong, good or bad. And so when we can understand this, we can now rewrite the story. And this is one thing that I talked about on a podcast and then on another summit recently was how we get to choose how we tell a story. And we can choose to tell the story and we can choose to think about a particular issue or incident and we can think about it in a way that's very painful and shameful and that really hurts or we can choose to tell the story in a different way. And so this is why I'm talking about this is because we have to often go back and heal our heart and heal what people have said to us, what we've experienced, and ultimately what we have said to ourselves, and really start to step into more conscious, intentional, positive self-talk about our body right now. Because so often we withhold feeling good about ourselves until we lose the weight. I don't get to wear these things. I don't get to look pretty. I don't get to buy new clothes until I've lost all my weight. And this goes into body image as a whole, because if you're wearing clothes that don't fit, that are too tight, if you have piles of clothes or clothes in your closet or a section where they're like your skinny clothes or clothes that you want to fit into one day, it's like piles of shame that you have all around because you don't fit into them yet. And they're supposed to be goal clothes. They're supposed to motivate you when really all they do is bring you down and makes you feel like crap. And nobody wants that. And so the way that this works is if we have a negative emotion, it's going to come from a negative thought, and we will never take a positive action from those negative thoughts and feelings without, one, a coach to help you see that, and to take positive action anyways, and two, a lot of self-coaching. So this is something that just left to our own devices, left on autopilot, a negative thought creates a negative emotion, and we then will take negative action from it, which means a lot of times we might be like, screw it. Who cares? Or we cover things up or we hold back from living our life rather than looking at how do I enjoy the people that I'm around? How do I enjoy this time with myself? How do I learn to love and accept my body right now even as I want to change it? And it's really fascinating because this came up for me with this spontaneous trip to the beach because I'm way less than I did when I got pregnant. And I still have these little thoughts of like, I don't know, you may not be skinny enough for that swimsuit. I don't know, your thighs don't look all that great. Mm, You got a little cut of cheese right there. I don't know, like, what's going on with these little flabby arms of yours? What was going on there? My brain wants to go and nitpick. Oh, yeah, you, you really don't have much of a waist. Yeah, your belly looks a little big. People might think you're pregnant. And because of some of the little t trauma experienced throughout my life, there can be a lot of pressure to look a certain way. And then there's a lot of judgment on myself and fear of other people judging me or thinking the same things. Because not only was there stuff growing up, stuff with my grandmother, but then I remember there was an ex-boyfriend who I had six-pack abs one week because I was literally like starving myself. And then I decided, okay, this is not going to work. This does not last. I'm hungry. (laughs) And so I was eating food. But then I didn't have six-pack abs. And he looked at me as if I had been in a terrible car accident and was like, what happened? I wanted to punch him in the throat. I was like, I stopped starving myself. That's what happened. And I got really angry and really, I don't know if it was defensive or combative. I don't know. But I was really upset by it and really hurt as if something was wrong with me because I did not have this totally, completely flat stomach with six-pack abs. And I think hurt is more of the right thing was like that for me triggered something to where I wasn't good enough. But I want to bring this up. His words were a circumstance in my life. He did not hurt me. I allowed myself to get hurt. I allowed myself to think these things and to feel those emotions. Okay, I can see that now. At the time, he was the douchebag. (laughs) He was the one that needed to change. Really, that was my job. And because I still had a lot of drama around food and body image and things like that, it just was not in my awareness whatsoever. Again, that's why my grandmother's words triggered me, because there was a part of me that agreed with her and a part of me that thought maybe this was true. Because I could have laughed it off. I could have been like, huh, grandma, you're so funny. I could have been like, yeah, that's funny. Okay, you can think that. Oh, you're so silly. I could have laughed it off. I could have brushed it off. But it bothered me because I had those thoughts. The reason it rubbed me, the reason it hurt, the reason it triggered these, like this thought of, oh, my gosh, I have to go run an extra five miles is because there was a part of me that was afraid that it was true, a part of me that thought that that agreed with her somewhere. That's what I want to pinpoint is just to show that we have control over what we think of our body. Our body image is what we think of ourselves. And that is on me to decide. It's on me to work on. I get to be intentional now and decide on purpose how I want to talk to myself how I want to think when I look in the mirror, how I want to think and look at myself when I'm in a bathing suit, how I want to feel when I'm on the beach. Like that is for me to decide. And I can choose to feel very self-conscious and very uncomfortable, or I can choose to feel good in my body and to feel relaxed. And part of that is going to be finding clothes, finding swimsuits, finding styles that you like and that you feel good in. Just because somebody else tells you you look amazing isn't going to change the fact that you don't feel amazing. It's great to hear when we have friends or a spouse or partner somebody who's, oh, yeah, no, you look great in this. You look amazing. But if you don't feel amazing, you're going to be hiding under your towel the whole time. You're never going to take off your T-shirt and shorts. So you have got to feel good. You have got to find a style that works for you. And that means that you're going to have to try on a variety of different things right? What looks good on the mannequin may not look good on your actual body. And that has nothing to do with you and your body. That just means that particular cut or that particular style just isn't the right one for you. There are how many thousands of jean companies out there? Like jeans, it's a very simple product. And yet we have thousands and thousands of companies who make them. And they're all different cuts, all different sizes, all different shapes. And that this is why Even when you find a brand and a size that you feel like is your go-to, it doesn't always mean that brand and size is always going to fit the same because of the different styles and cuts that they're going to have. and Or even like years that go by when they change them. So we've got to step into what feels good in our body. There are a couple of guest bonus episodes from last summer in late August with Judith Gaton, where we talk about being stylish at any size. And then in September, there was a guest episode with Jessica Korf, where we talked about how to feel more confident in our bodies and to love our bodies. And these both are great episodes that talk about how do we feel good about where we're at right now and as we are on this journey as we are changing our bodies as we are working on loving them weight loss doesn't mean that you hate your body i think this is where i strongly disagree with the body positivity camp is that to want to lose weight to have that desire does not mean that you hate your body what dictates whether you're doing something in a hateful or punishing way is how you're thinking about yourself and how you're thinking about the process because a lot of times weight loss does look like punishment It's punishment for the number on the scale. Now we restrict food. Now you have to go exercise. A lot of times it can be done from a place of punishment and self-hatred. That's 100% possible. But the solution is not to just not lose weight. It's to change how you think about yourself, to change how you think about your weight loss process, to change how you're thinking about this long-term lifestyle that you are implementing. It's in the, the process and how you're doing it and how you're thinking about yourself as you are doing it. We can lose weight from a place of love, but we have to get to a point where we can accept ourselves where we're at now and just recognize this is where I'm at. I can accept this. And here are the steps that I'm going to move forward with because I want to see these changes. I want to be healthier. I want to stave off diabetes. I want to get my thyroid under control. I want to do these other things. I don't want to get winded walking up two flights of stairs. I want my knees to feel better. I don't want to be struggling to go for a walk. Okay, So the way that you think about yourself, the way that you think about your weight loss process, why you have to do it, like the reasons for why you want to lose weight can be done in a hateful and punishing way, but it doesn't have to be. And that's my whole message. That's my big vision is that you don't have to hate yourself thin. That never works. It never stays. Because how you get there is how you'll be there. With food, if you get there by restricting You're going to have to stay there by restricting, and too often we can't do that. The restriction only leads to overindulging. Same thing comes with our thoughts. If you are constantly nitpicking your body, looking at all your flaws, and never feeling good enough, you'll get to goal weight, and you will still be doing all of those things. Which means you're still going to feel like crap. You're going to weigh the number. But you're not going to like your body. You're not going to feel comfortable in a bathing suit. You're going to feel hesitant and reluctant to go to the beach on short notice. You're going to be holding your breath. You're going to be doing some kind of three-day detox fast, trying to drop a few pounds or look really thin. And it all goes back to how we get there is how we're going to stay there. It's how we're going to be there. So we have to start changing that conversation about ourselves now and about our bodies now, which means that we're constantly on the lookout every single day. Here's what I like about myself. Here's what I'm really proud of myself for today. Here's what I really like about my body. And to really challenge yourself to look for it. Here are the clothes that I look really good in. Here are the styles and the cuts that I really love. Here are the brands that I really like. That's how we start to change this concept. It does not happen overnight because it didn't start overnight. Like we learned these over time and we picked it up and we just have a lot of practice with a lot of shitty self talk. That's all. We're really good at that. (laughs) We have a lot of practice. You don't have a lot of practice with positive self-talk. That's okay. We're going to learn to talk differently about ourselves, about our bodies. Whatever your problem area or whatever area that you feel self-conscious about, whether it's your legs or your arms or your stomach or your boobs or your butt, we all are going to have areas where we feel inadequate, where we feel like we don't measure up. And that is always on us to decide. Other people, their thoughts, their words, their looks, they are just circumstances in our life. And we get to decide how we want to think and feel on purpose. That's for us. This is how we live the life that we crave. Is that we don't say no to these opportunities, to go out and have fun and spend time with people that we love and care about, to take new adventures. This is where it starts. If this is something that you would like help with, then I would love to chat because I know that someone who has years and years and years of experience of criticism, nitpicking, never feeling good enough—that was a story, and there were a lot of strings to unwind there. But it is possible. If you would like some help with this, if you want to lose weight and do it in a way where you can keep it off, where you can love your body, and where you can change how you think and feel about yourself now and all the way down the scale, then I would love to talk with you. You can schedule a free consultation at www.bodyyoucrave.com forward slash schedule. Find a day and time that works for you. And we'll spend an hour really diving into where you are now, where you want to be in six to 12 months. And then we'll look at what is a roadmap that's going to help get you there. And changing these stories is going to be such a critical piece. And it's going to be intentional. You're going to hear it. You're going to feel it. And then you're going to remember and we're going to change it. And every time those old shitty thoughts come in, we just redirect. And what happens is that over time, the old shitties, the voice starts to get quieter. So the voice can still be there. It's now not this big siren or fire alarm going off in your brain, like danger, danger. That's often what it can feel like. Now it becomes more of a softer voice. It becomes more of a whisper where it's like this subtle thought just because that's naturally where our brain wants to go and we redirect it. We get it right back on course. It's like when you've got a toddler, and they are walking on the sidewalk, and then they start to walk towards the street, and you're like, no, no, back on the sidewalk. We lovingly redirect them. And when they want to go running into the street, there are going to be times where I want to grab them and swoop them up, pick them up, <laughs> make sure they don't actually run into an oncoming car. But most of the time, we're just walking, holding their hand, And when they want to veer off path, we, nope, we lovingly bring them back onto the sidewalk. Nope, this is where we stay. That's what we do with our brains. Our brains want to go into oncoming traffic and we just lovingly redirect them. Nope, we come back here. And the more that you get intentional with thinking positive thoughts, the easier that's going to become. It's not going to feel like you're constantly pulling yourself or pulling this toddler back onto the sidewalk. In the beginning, it might feel like that. In the beginning, it feels like The toddler running out into the road, and you've got to grab it with all your might and throw him the other direction. It becomes more of this gentle nudge because we're learning how to talk to ourselves differently because it starts with us. It does not matter what other people think, what other people say. What matters is what you think and what you say. And that is always 100% your choice. So, why not think something positive? Why not think something encouraging? Why not think something better? It doesn't have to be pie in the sky. Like I always tell people like, I'm five foot three on a good day. OK? I will never be a Victoria's Secret Supermodel. Just don't have the body composition for that. like I'm not tall enough, I don't really have a big chest, I'm just not going to fit in with that world. It doesn't mean that I still can't be attractive and gorgeous and amazing and confident and feel the way that I want to feel. I can still feel amazing about myself and amazing in my body, even though I don't look like a a particular body type. Okay, that's for me to get to decide, though. And if you'd like some help with this, then I can help. I would love to help you. I hope you all have a wonderful week. I'm so excited that we're heading straight into summer, and I want this to be a summer that you have fun, that you enjoy yourself, that you don't hold yourself back from taking adventures from making spontaneous plans or taking trips. Here's to creating the life and body you crave. If you like this episode, then you'll love my free virtual workshop.